Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I got a little too crazy last week. You're allowed to <laughs> feel end. how you feel. It's a it's an intense amount of it's stuff. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, stuff for reading, and you are permitted to feel your feelings. Thanks. And I think you know part of my role in this is just like listening to it and then being like, yeah, that sucks. And also asking the questions if it's confusing and and you know you insert your yeah your thoughts and. You know, and you that's that. Yep. But you know, it was just like the fifteen-year-old, and then punching her in the face on their on their honeymoon night. That got me. That like broke me more than like other stuff. I don't know why. I think because they pictured I could picture. I don't myself. know why that's some weird trigger for you. Yeah, maybe I pictured myself <laughs> being. <laughs> why are you upset by that? It's so normal. <laughs> Because you want love, and I'm a very, like, I want to believe in love, and I want to care, and I want to see good in the world, and then to, like, be vulnerable and open yourself up, and then just have that violently reciprocated, it just really makes me upset. I I completely understand. I don't think anybody thinks you're weird for being upset by that. (laughs) Uh, Welcome someplace underneath. I'm Natalie Jean. I'm Amber Nelson. And, yeah, and with a lean... We we kind of glossed over her story a little bit. With the help of Carolina Hidalgo, go listen to No Dogs in Space, and her translating Aline's biography memoir um, for me, I, I kind of decided I wanted to d- dedicate this whole episode to Aline's story. Because if we're to cover missing and exploited women, I don't just want to talk about the the person who did the crimes and like not really delve into what these people have to say. And so because I was able to have access to somebody who could help me translate, I really want to like go through what all happened here. And also it's really important, I think, to this story to understand the gravity of what he did and how little time he spent in jail for it. Oh, um, God. So the him doing the punching in the face, first off, was, you know, he's already doing that to her. And also... He was marrying a child, and so, like, while that action alone is so horrific, it was a part of his pattern. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's almost like people that want to marry children are not good people. Yeah, it's weird. It's like they almost go together. Hmm. Hmm. Let's think about that. And she's just so beautiful. 
And like, oh, just wait until. (laughs) This is a story. It makes me so not that like ugly people deserve to get hit. Not at all. But like just such a pretty young girl and like him just destroying her like that. Wait until you hear about what song she was forced to do as her single. Uh, Punch me in the face. No, but it's not that much better. Um, so yeah, I decided that we should just really talk about Aline here. And also it leads into the other parts of this story where she's kind of the catalyst to the beginning of how they started to be caught in, in this act, even though Gloria and Mary and Sergio did not spend, in my opinion, enough time in jail. It is being readdressed now, as we'll talk about more in next episode, but she was at least the start, the ball rolling of them getting any jail time, which is good. So when we last left off, we had gotten to about 1990 and Aline's legal kidnapping and assault, uh, i.e. the marriage. If you'll recall, Sergio Andretti had first been married to 15-year-old Mary Boquitas and then after five years moved on to a new 15-year-old Aline Hernandez, who is the woman we're going to be talking about. And what happened again to the now 20-year-old? Is she also with him and just cool with it? Yes. She's one of the traffickers. Oh, so, so cool. So he divorced, He married me at 15 and then divorced me when I'm, quote unquote, past my prime at 20 years old. And now he's doing it again to another 15-year-old. And I'm just still involved. I'm hanging out. Oh, for sure. She's she's kind broken? of... Broken? I mean, she obviously. She's but a broken she, spirit? She, she is... Kind of one of them who should be held accountable at the most. Not oh. not over Sergio, but she. Um, I'm certain that she didn't want to be having sex with this man anymore, and she decided this is the way that I can get him more girls to not, you know, beyond. The, I don't think she was like begging him to keep her. Oh, just <laughs> get the attention off of me. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, not that it's an excuse to then get other little girls abused by yeah. any means she's not a, I, I wouldn't consider her to be like a great person um so now he you know we're going into Aline's story um who you know he had moved her into the property under the guise of quote building her career i mentioned that Aline got away and eventually wrote a book about her time within this violent cult of sergios so the book itself was co-written by a journalist named ruben avina how he became intertwined with Aline actually came from Sergio himself. In 1991, Sergio actually reached out to this journalist uh, to see if he wanted to be a partner in this music rep agency that he wanted to have based out of New York. So he was like, had this meeting with this journalist for like a business venture thing. Okay. And this is during the time when Aline is married to Sergio being abused by him with all these other girls. Mm-hmm. Um. This seemed to be a professional pursuit about making money. This doesn't seem like this guy had any understanding of, like, what was going on behind the scenes. And at the time, you know, this journalist, he respected Sergio because he only knew of the successes professionally. Like, Gloria has now taken off. Right. And, and so this is just like... He used to work for a big network when yeah. he was younger. Here's this, like, successful man. He doesn't see the barbed wire facing in on the compounds. Right, right, right. So... He takes this meeting and even though this journalist really didn't have any real desire to like start a music rep or company or anything, he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll hear you out. And so while he's sitting before Sergio's desk, he becomes aware that there's some sort of like live creature under Sergio's desk, which he presumed was a dog. 
But at one point, Sergio ordered a girl to bring him a glass of lemonade. And as he's finishing the cup up to like taking the last, there's like a little swill left in the bottom. He hands the cup down to whatever's below the desk and he hears a little voice say, gracias. Oh, my God. That's a horror movie. Yeah. What do you even do? He didn't really know what to do. So as far as I know, he didn't question what was happening there because he's in an office. And I think in that moment, I could understand. I don't think he's like necessarily a bad person. I I would probably push and be like, what the fuck's going on? But I understand a lot of people would just be like, whatever, dude. I I mean, sometimes something crazy happens and you recount it to a friend and they'd be like, well, I would have stood back. I would have done this. And I'm like, but in the moment? Yeah. In the moment? Do you know that for sure? Right. So he doesn't question it and but he because he doesn't want to work with Sergio anyway and he just like moved on with his life he was like no thanks I appreciate you you reaching out to me blah blah so Ruben the the journalist and Aline meet uh later in life but we'll get back to that so I told you a little bit of Aline's backstory last week how she was scouted by Gloria if you recall Aline was standing outside the radio station and Gloria was like casing it approached her and was like that who she was, you know, 13 at the time and went like, do you want to be a singer? And then she did the audition and all right. that stuff when you, show, you saw the picture of her. So what Aline also includes in her book is during this time when she was being scouted, her father had died in a pretty terrible accident when she was five and was raised by her mother alone for a while. She ended up having a stepfather, but she didn't have a father figure growing up. So they didn't have a ton of money. Also, but Aline makes it clear in her book that her mother did not want Aline working with Sergio, that from the get go, this whole thing about Gloria, like approaching her daughter and saying, oh, you should be part of the school. Her mother is already just like, I, this is weird. This uh, I don't know about this. Usually mothers know. Yeah. And sometimes mothers know and don't give a fuck. Right. Uh, but her mother, whose name is Josie, doesn't like it from the, be- from the beginning. But see... Sergio had learned how to anticipate this because of the last girl getting pulled away, right? And that's why he has these beard women working for him. He got Gloria to come to Aline's home and present herself and plead and implore with Aline's mother that this was this very special opportunity, appealed to the idea that, like, Aline's just very special. And look at me. I'm a beautiful young woman. She's very safe here in this opportunity, you know. So it really was because of Gloria that Aline was sucked into this. That's so scary. Yeah. So and who could ever imagine that this young, beautiful, talented woman would ever put her child in harm's way? And so her mom relented. Josie said, "Okay, we'll let it we'll let this go for a little bit. And thus began Aline's programming. For the first few years, she just went to classes at Sergio's school as an after school program. She's still going to regular school. I mentioned last time that Gloria started convincing Aline that she needed to make Sergio, quote, feel love again. (laughs) This is further reprehensible as Aline writes in her book that she felt like Gloria was really her friend, probably saw her as like an older sister figure, someone who she really looked up to and admired, who was really nice to Aline. And it was all manipulation tactics to get her to have sex with this man. So it's one of this is one of the reasons that it's really hard for me to fully feel bad for Gloria. Yeah. Like 
she's like 20 at this time. And she she's knows. doing this to a 13-year-old. She's just bringing lamb to the slaughter because mm-hmm. she's the other lamb. And be like, yep. oh, the farmer will be full if he eats the younger lamb first. Totally. Um, yeah. So she also mentions, as a side note, Gloria's not just... I, again, I think she is partly a victim, and she does. Aline mentions in this book that in those first months since she was getting accl- acclimated to everybody and getting acquainted with the school, she would see Gloria act like she was starving a lot of the time. And Aline would bring her bags of chips and stuff from her lunch, and Gloria would like take them like and kind of hide and just like shove them in her mouth like she had been adrift at sea for a week or like if it could be taken away from her Uh, just i don't think she'd been fed oh and and so i'm not saying gloria wasn't being tormented it's just it's hard to wrap my head around being 20 and doing this to a 13 year old like when i was 20 i had already been living on my own for two years and i definitely knew what a 13 year old was yeah you know i remember being 20 and it haunts me to even go back to that time because uh, when I was 20, I was teaching kids at that time. Like all, I was like running rehearsals. I was teaching kids. I was giving them like private ballet lessons and like and I had been doing that for years. And I still sometimes like especially when we go through all these things, go back like did I ever make kids feel uncomfortable in any way? Did I ever do anything that would like be would have been made them feel bad about themselves? No. Like all that shit. And it's like. The idea of putting them in a dangerous or uncomfortable situation fills me with dread. And maybe there was some time that I like said something that was like shitty to them. And that breaks my heart. And the idea of being in this situation and, and pushing so hard to get one of those young kids to have sex with an adult man is like so beyond my grasp of understanding. Yeah. You know, like it, it's just to like go to somebody's house, meet their mom, look their mom in the eyes and say it's going to be safe for her. Yeah. And knowing full well that she's about to get raped by an old man. Yeah. Like that that's fucking hard for me to to process. And not because I'm some perfect little fucking never done anything bad person. It's just like that is ha- like ugh. it's it's hard for me to like go like <laughs> Gloria's fully a victim here. Yeah. Um so Anyway, back to shit fuck Sergio. So Aline noticed Sergio's cruel snipes and critical comments pretty early on. But as a kid in the performing arts, you can be conditioned to take a lot of abuse and think of it as normal. Yeah. Um, So it's no surprise that it didn't turn her off from her dreams that he was being kind of mean. Um, But he would also nag them in a way. Before that magical book, the game was ever a gleam in Neil Strauss's eye. What a what a just it destroyed a generation of men. The amount of times I've gone to a bar and like wanted to get laid, I wanted to talk to a guy, and he would just sit up next to me and be like, "You could lose five pounds," like things like that. I, I or you're too pretty for your age, or just a weird nag like that. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I, I I can't say I've had a lot of horrible shit said to me. I can't say I've ever had somebody say to me, "You could lose five pounds." I I think that I wee, would wee, wee. I I think that I would have gotten like arrested because I would have done something bad. <laughs> like I would have at least thrown a drink in that person's face. That's right. Face. You know the new one around Hollywood is um what are you 35? 
And 35 is not old, but women in Hollywood, they like to do their makeup like heavy, smoky eyes and lots of lip filler. It kind of like puts you in around the 35 mark looking. And um, that's just like it's a, a, a good you mean like on dates on dates or like at a bar. So a good neg is something that you can't go to the bouncer and be like, they said I looked 35 because <laughs> now you look crazy. It's just meant to make you sting just a little bit. But yeah, the it's like that's not an insult though. But I, they're trying to make they're it trying one. to make yeah. it one. Yeah, Amber, I'm I'm sorry that you have to date in Los Angeles. That's got to be terrible. You know what? It's okay. I'm I'm enjoying being single, Natalie, and I'm not even <laughs> sleeping around. I'm just vibing. You're allowed to sleep around or not sleep around. And that's I, right. But you are not allowed to not vibe. Okay. <laughs> I snuck into a concert the other night. I couldn't have done that if I had some fucking dude on my arm. Was it the one? Yeah, that's fucking awesome. I was I didn't know they were playing. That would have been a really fun show. Yeah. Um, do do just committing. We're just like openly committing crimes on the podcast. <laughs> maybe bleep it out. I don't want to get the manager in trouble. Oh, you think maybe somebody get in trouble? Yeah, because somebody snuck me in. Okay, BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more. An extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lift or Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, We've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Yeah, but, but this was unfortunately for Sergio. He didn't have that book to <laughs> reference. He just knew how to, you know, operating around the tweens. Oh, the Bible for men with tribal tattoos. Yes. Yeah. So he was he in a lot of t- ways. I think his mentality is a like adolescent's brain. And so he would tease them and do the things that boys their age would do to them in an attempt to get them attention. So he would like make fun of like Aline's 
like she's mentioned her swatch watch and stuff, but she thought it was funny because it was a thing that a kid would do, right? So, which is what like negging is. It is like a juvenile yeah. stupid thing. So uh, she kind of like, she was like, oh, he's fun. Oh, he's cool. He gets it. <laughs> and uh, before long, Gloria cornered Aline and told her that she, as in Gloria, was about to become a big star. She actually was, but Aline would have believed this regardless because she was a child. So Gloria is saying that, like, listen, I'm going to be a huge star. And because I understand the system, I'm going to need you to finally agree to do a naked audition for Sergio. Whoa. Because this is the only way to start your career. This is so upsetting. Well, so she was like, I'm going to be a big star. So in order for me to be a big star, you have to get naked. Well, she's saying if you want to be a big star like me. Oh, right. This is what you need to do. It is so dark, man. It's so dark. Because I've had men say that kind of shit to me, and I've been like, fuck off. But if I was younger and if I had a woman say that to mm-hmm. me, I might think secondly about it. Yeah, of course. So, and this is, at this time, she's still, I believe, 13 years old. So, Good Lord. So, but then Gloria also adds in the caveat that she can't tell her mom or any adults because they just wouldn't understand the business. And because she's 13, Aline agrees and does it. She seemed to then begin to notice a series of rewards and punishments without really understanding it at her age. After she did this fucking horrific audition for Sergio, uh, he would say he was interested in her lyric writing and, and, like, give her compliments and would work with her on melodies. So he got – she got the reward for doing this thing – which is what a cycle is of abuse. And so she felt really good about herself afterwards because he would like say, oh, you're right. You know, these lyrics are really good. Let's like put a song to it. And she was getting attention from him. We know now as adults, this is a cycle of manipulation, but chances are she probably, and she probably was actually talented. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think she was making that up, but just like most parasites, he hopped on the back of someone who didn't actually need him and siphoned their life force for himself. Oh, God. Yeah. So Gloria continued to feed Aline thoughts about how special Sergio was. She actually talked about Lucero to Aline without naming her name, telling Aline that Sergio's heart was broken by the singer who, if you'll recall, was 13 years old at the time. If you remember, like, Lucero was the uh, the prototype, and then Gloria won the uh, lookalike contest. Right. right. Yeah. yeah, so Lucero, so she, she broke his heart because her mom took her away. Yes. And his manlyhood was taken because the woman said no. The woman. The child said no. The woman no. said no. So Gloria tells Aline this story that his heart had been broken and, by this 13-year-old middle schooler, and... This was like maybe Aline could finally make him whole again. So continuing to push this thing that Sergio is obviously feeding Gloria to tell Aline. And Aline thought even in that age that it was weird that this guy had pursued a little girl and also weird that Gloria was telling her that she, Aline, could help heal his broken heart at 13 because Sergio was 33 years old at the time. You are a full grown man. I think you can heal your own heart, sir. Sure. If anything, Aline looked to him as a father figure because hers had died so young. And he sometimes made her laugh and gave her attention, but she had no sexual interest in him, probably because she didn't have sexual interest in anyone at this point. 
um, because she is 13. So she was like, I, I get. I I'll, I guess I could try. Gloria's like trying over and over again to convince her she has to help him heal romantically. Right. And if there's nobody else in your life, even just talking to you about the weather, and this is all you hear, because she's in this compound mm-hmm. all day, every day. Even though at this point she's still living at home, but she's slowly becoming isolated. She doesn't hang out with her friends from school anymore. Oh, sorry. I thought she lived there. It's coming soon. It's coming soon. Mm-hmm. But still, like, you know, because she can't talk to her mom because they say, don't tell your mm-hmm. mom. Mm-hmm. But she's like getting more isolated from school. She's m- hanging out with all these people in the, sc- the in music school with Sergio, yeah. but she's not hanging out with her classmates or anything anymore. So now, like, her friend, Gloria, is 20. Just normalizing it. Yeah. Totally. So this dance of, of him beginning to build her up and break her down and progresses over time just like it always does in these situations along with Gloria's brainwashing of Sergio praise to Aline and sometimes shortly after this going over and over again Aline quote decides she is in love with Sergio she tells Gloria this and Gloria is so thrilled oh you just happened to fall in love with this man that I've been brainwashing you into having feelings for that's so wonderful she said, please, you should go tell Sergio now. He's going to be so happy. So Aline did. And this 33-year-old man says in response, are you sure? Because I've been hurt before. And I don't want you to tell me this if you don't really mean it. And Aline, who is a middle schooler, said, yeah, for sure I'm in love with you. And then he he turns and he kisses her for the first time. Oh. Uh, uh. That is so disgusting. Mm-hmm. And it's going to get worse, isn't it, Natalie? Way worse. And not even like it gets worse after this episode. After Aline's story, he becomes more sadistic after she leaves. Wow. It's awful. Like some of it is really hard to even like talk about, but I'm going to try to say as much as I can. So now they're in a relationship, you know, <laughs> boyfriend and girlfriend. The next time he so he kisses her this first time and then that's it for the first assault the next time he sees her which is like you know within the next few days he asks her again if she really loves him and she says yeah of course he then tells her if she really loves him that that when he leaves this room she'll get naked and sit on his piano so she obliges because she doesn't want to disappoint him and she's been naked before Mm -hmm. she doesn't expressly say in the book if this they had sex this first time it sounds like they did not so I think this is more conditioning maybe just to get her more comfortable with it. But now she considers herself and him in a relationship, 13 and 33 years old. He would take her out on dates, take her to the movies and stuff while her family thought she was at classes and singing classes. And she began to actually skip school a lot of the time without them knowing. So Aline turns 14 at her 14th birthday party, a boy from her school brings her a rose, and she realizes she likes this boy, not Sergio. Oh, a guy her own age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shocking. Teenagers want to hang out with teenagers. Yeah. So she decides she needs to tell Sergio this, and she does soon after, that she actually just loves Sergio as a friend and not a boyfriend. That night, Mary drove her home, and it was her turn to threaten Aline. That she better be careful and really consider how she feels about Sergio. Are you sure you don't like him? Because you really wouldn't want to blow this opportunity, would you? Are you sure you really think about it for a while if you actually like Sergio? Maybe you don't really like this boy from school. 
Oh, like getting in her head. Soon, isolated back with her music school peers, she decided, oh, no, wait, I do really like Sergio. Um, Because I imagine this birthday party is one of the few times that she's been allowed to integrate with her classmates. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, this is what a normal life is. Mm -hmm. These are normal boys, my normal age. And he gave me a rose. And that's so sweet. Why do I feel weird being around this old ass man Mm -hmm. who wants me to get naked on his piano? Yeah. So... But because after that party, she's back in the indoctrination with these older people, she's like, oh, actually, I do love Sergio. And they began having a regular sexual relationship from this point. Or I should say Sergio begins regularly raping her. That's the way I should say that. It really seems that due to Aline being, you know, being part of the singing program, that this is becoming slowly normalized to her. Um, And at at this point, after this birthday party incident, he begins to also ban her from speaking to any other male. Of course. Um, So because he sees, oh, I can't let her have freedom. She will. She'll choose freedom. She'll she'll choose choose her being normal and not being fucking raped by me. So um, as time passes, she notices more and more of these loyalty tests that he's always giving out to not only her, but all the other girls. He he likes to pit them against each other and he likes to do this sort of thing like he hurts them or does something terrible and then gives them like rewards afterwards. And it is that cycle. And he's doing it with all of these different girls at the same time. Some seem pretty innocuous and others were more alarming to her. She st- he, so he starts to challenge Aline to skip her school ma- way more to focus on her career and her her stardom that's coming. He and again abandoned Aline from speaking to boys or any males other than her stepfather. Not even allowed to like hug her family members. He would. Uh, well, I'll tell you why he knows that. So. At this point, when he's really gotten her isolated, this is when the beatings start. Now that he has successfully isolated her, he can really exert his sadistic needs over her. Yeah, he's obviously a controlling piece of shit. I mean, that's the thing, like, why a lot of people that are being hit at home don't leave Mm -hmm. is because it didn't just happen overnight. Of course. It was a cycle. Mm -hmm. And it was like, first, I got to lure them in, don't really speak to other people, and then give them little treats. and And then before you know it. This happens. And you don't – I know that once you're in it, in my personal experience, you just begin to think that life is just this. Yeah. That this is what a relationship is, especially when you're really young, that everybody's just constantly afraid and and things can explode any moment. And that's just the way life is. That's just the way it is. If I drop something on the floor and he screams at me, I deserved it. It's just the way that relationships are, Mm -hmm. right? So – you know, this is probably where her mindset is at this point. Um, Aline tried to actually, during this time period, she was trying to spend time with a boy her age and a little bit secretly. And after a short amount of time of her doing this, she found out that Sergio was actually having her followed every second of her life. And he had documented. He had documents. He pulled them out and showed her every person she had interacted with. That's scary. You think? <laughs> so... She was severely punished by him after this confrontation. And so she began to not see this boy. That's why he knew every person she'd hugged because she he was having her followed everywhere. So throughout her book, she describes this time period. She brings up multiple girls' names. There's a Karina. There's a Gabby, a Sonia, Yvette, Yvonne. 
all of these different girls that come and go through her storyline. Aline thought that these girls were there all out of the goodness of Sergio's heart, that they were all homeless and they had no family and he was helping them. And that's why they were like staying with him and living around him. But then one day when she's still 14 and supposed to be in this relationship with him, she finds out that both Gloria and Mary are also his, quote, girlfriends. Oh, she thought she was the only one. Yeah. Um, I still don't think Aline knew Mary was technically his wife. I actually know that for a fact. She At this point, she doesn't know that Mary is technically married to Sergio at this point. Um, over, So it was this weird realization and there was a slight confrontation, but then basically Sergio – normalize that too and yeah. made it this thing where she's like okay I guess we're all the girl girlfriends at this point you don't even know what reality is mm-hmm. you don't know what good or bad is what up or down is because it's just so chaotic and like the goalposts keep moving yes yes that's done on purpose uh, for sure and over this over the time period of this some of the other girls would also admit to being his girlfriends they all thought that they were and he was raping all of them so This is one of the many, many tactics this man used to pit these children against one another. And at this time, it worked on Aline because in her head, she thought, "Okay, if I'm going to actually have this career and I really want to make it, I have to do more and better than these other girls. I have to show him more love. I have to show him more obedience. I have to do all these things that he wants me to do because I have to prove to him that I'm dedicated, that I'm the best one. Right. And at this point, like you've neglected your school. What else are you going to go do? Oh, yeah. And she, at this time, really wanted to be a star. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's how he got all of these girls to do it. His, it's not because they all loved him. He had to, like, force them to be, or prote- like, he had to basically psychologically convince them that he, they weren't repulsed by him because these kind of dudes have to do that. Yeah. So at this time, when she decides that she needs to, like, make sure she's the top dog, Gloria's single is about to premiere. And then Sergio says, hey, we're going to work on your single next. And so she's like, everything's fucking lining up, man. I'm doing things right. This is the way it's supposed to be. And then Gloria's song, Dr. Psychiatra, Dr. Psychiatrist, her big first hit premieres and she explodes. The video I played for you last week is that hit song. Oh, she's gorgeous. Yeah. So in Aline's eyes now, Sergio's not full of shit. All of the weird and gross stuff that she has to do with him must be what it takes to be a star because Gloria has now become like the most famous popular singer in Latin America. So I guess he's a friggin' genius and this is what I'm supposed to do. And I mean, this it, is how life is. Look, yeah, it works. It works. But it doesn't seem to go that way. Um because the the way of her becoming the next star. Because of Gloria's rocket launch career, the whole team now must focus on Gloria. Mary and Aline become the backup singers and also sort of personal assistants to both Sergio and Gloria. Mm. This sort of this sort of work requires out of town trips because they're doing concerts and stuff. And even though Aline's mom and stepfather are not happy about it and they don't like the idea of Aline doing this and going out of town with these people and missing school to pursue it and spending time with these grown adults in different cities. Ultimately, Sergio convinces them that this is the pathway for Aline's success. Her being a backup singer for Gloria is going to lead to her career. And fame is a powerful drug. They just watched Gloria on TV. And they're like, okay, I guess so. When she was traveling with the group, she was forced to have sex with Sergio regularly. 
She didn't like it and it hurt her, but she thought it was part of the deal of like becoming a star. So why doesn't this happen to plumbers? Like you get in the union, you got to blow some thirty-year-old man. Like, what's going on? Why you don't, do you don't you don't get the eclaps? You know, the the applause is what really draws right. the people. Um, but you don't know. You don't know what goes on in those unions. I don't know. And then in the book, Aline reveals at this point that sometimes Sergio would force Gloria to participate with them, which is really fucking bad because that takes Gloria to another level. It's not that she's just assisting; she actually would also have been considered sexually assaulting Aline in that situation because she's, again, 14. And at this point, Gloria would have been 21. So that's bad. It's really fucking bad. Um, And and during this time period of touring with the newly famous Gloria, Aline decides she can't handle tending to Sergio's needs all the time. So this is still breaking her. Even though she really wants this career, it is still wearing on her. Yeah. And Remember, during this period, this is also the same time we talked about last week where he's starving them all. Even though they're going on these big fancy tours, none of them have beds. They sleep on the floor, sometimes without even pillows or blankets. It wasn't some glamorous whirlwind tour that Aline was on. It was being she was being tortured. Oh, I wonder because I see some of these guys on Twitter that are talking about like the ideal body weight for a woman. And I read some of their and it's like very, very tiny. And I read some of their tweets and they seem kind of abusive. So there's some correlation. Yeah, I there. think usually those things would probably go together. Is it just like yeah. controlling your body yes. and like making you hungry so you can't yeah. think? But at the end of the day, the grand prize, if you do all that, is the guy like Sergio. You're like, well, wow. congratulations. You won the attention of this fucking guy. A 33-year-old man with a crusty tick. Yeah. So she tells her mom at some point during all of this like whirlwind of glorious stuff. Mm-hmm. She is done. She doesn't want to do it. And so... Her mom's like, yeah, love it. That sounds awesome. Please, no more of this is good. So she plans, the mother plans on talking to Sergio in the next day or two about it. And during that time, Mary and Gloria show up at Aline's house and they retrieve her and they bring her back to Sergio. No. Where he convinces Aline that she's about to have this single release by him. She can't give up right now. This is right at the cusp. No, when you want to leave, you got to go. It can't just be like, well, I guess I'll show up tomorrow and talk to you. Leave. Grab your stuff and get the fuck out. Well, she did. And her mom, basically her mom says in this book that she has this horrible regret that the moment her daughter said she was done, she should have walked to Sergio's office and been like we're done but because she was just like i'll i have work i'm gonna go talk to him in like two days not understanding the gravity of what's happening yeah she just thinks her daughter's tired so mary and gloria get a lean from her house take her to sergio's office and he's just like no 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 we're right on the end you don't want to do this you're about to be like the next gloria And so she goes back and tells her mom she no longer wishes to leave. And her mom is upset, but she lets her daughter keep going because, again, she has no idea what's the real activities of what are happening here. She just thinks her young daughter's burnt out. And let this be a lesson for all of us. You can't just trust some adult to take care of your child. No. I think this was more of a naive time. I'm not trying to shame her mother, but this is a crazy thing to do to let your minor daughter go on city tours with a man without you being there. I mean, just don't do that ever, 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 ever for any reason. Yeah. I know this was the time of like, all right, kids, get out and play and you better spend it all day playing. Come back at night. But that's different. 
than going on a road with a man. Yeah, it is. So at this point, she wasn't actually fully dropped out of school, but she was missing a lot to be a part of this entourage. And she was actually missing a lot more than her parents knew about. It seemed like that Sergio got spooked by Aline almost leaving there at that point. And he began to love bomb her, which is, again, another cycle. So flowers, poems, presents to an almost 15-year-old, which Aline was, this would be the height of romance. So she's like, oh, he understood what he was about to lose. God, romance, like love bombing is so scary. I've mm-hmm. had that happen to me oh, before. Yeah. He would get me all these gifts and I'd be like, oh my God, he loves me. Yeah, I know it's only the second date, but he's getting me gifts. Mm-hmm. Oh no, yeah. And no, then, I had I had very specific yeah. relationship that was like that and it was really bad. Yeah, cut to like a week down the road. He's like, send me nudes or I won't talk to you again. Things like that. And I'd be like, I guess I have. I mean, of course, my face wasn't involved, but I'd be like, I don't know, I guess. Yeah. No, it's bad. It's bad. This is not good to do ever. But to a 15-year-old, you, you, I, I was much older when it happened to me and I still was like, oh, he feels sorry now about it. He wrote <laughs> me a poem. Yeah. That fucking happened. So, um, yeah, he... Love bombs her, and then she's like, "Oh my god, I like he he saw what it was going to be like if I left, and now he's so sorry." And then during this time, however, it she couldn't really ignore all of the other things that were still happening. It's not like suddenly he said sorry, and I'm going to stop raping all these kids now, and like let you sleep in a bed. You know, it was still conditional love bombing. And and during this time period, she found out that Sergio's mom whose name was Justina, was sometimes housing the girls, essentially aiding him in these rapes. So maybe she didn't – maybe she pretended like she didn't know what was going on, but Aline describes her as a cold and mean 60-year-old woman who would basically just allow these girls to live in the house and ignore them and, like, like sit in her room full well knowing her son was – molesting and raping these girls oh, she's a mom like a boy mom boy mom they love it <laughs> she's a boy mom he can do no wrong it's fun it's really fucked up too and we'll get more into this next episode but her his sergio's brother was also a mexican politician what? so i have some questions about how that assisted him in getting out of jail early probably and you know what like his mom probably had the same thing happen to her when she was young probably groomed around that age and just thinks it's normal and like these girls got to shut up i i have a i have a like limited amount of sympathy for that either because People who are groomed still can grow up and know that it's wrong. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, it's gross. I fucking that's gross that he she just let him do like like have these like little girls live in her house while he was raping. Them. And, you know, you can hear it. She knew something. You know, I'm, I'm she's not I don't think she was an idiot. So, um, you know, and well, I'm just going to have to say a special place in hell yeah. uh, and leave it at that. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night, no matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale, even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. So Aline's quinceanera is approaching, which, of course, is a huge deal for girls in Mexico. Oh, yeah. And it's like a huge rite of passage for them. And as it's approaching, Sergio forces Aline to tell her mom that she doesn't want to party. No, it's such a special day and you get such a pretty dress and a crown and everyone loves you. But guess what that would entail? Her hanging out with a bunch of her peers. Oh, fuck him. So I don't know why this made me mad. He denied her a quinceanera. It's a special day. Oh, my God. I was walking around Brooklyn in a bad part, and it was, like, graffiti everywhere and, like, cigarette butts on the ground. But there was one store you couldn't find none to scratch, and it was a quinceanera dress Aww. store because everyone knew, even the bad guys knew, like, you don't mess with this special day. Because yeah. if you do, probably an even worse guy is going to come fucking bring your door down. Well, Sergio definitely... Uh didn't let her do it. <laughs> no, quinceanera. Yeah. So, and it wasn't true that she didn't want to party, of course. Like, she had to lie and tell her mom that she didn't want one. Aww. Because, you know, he couldn't have her interacting with normal teenagers. Cut his dick off! Shut up. Sorry. It would, you know, keep her from isolation. And what, she would tell somebody that all this stuff was happening? So instead of this very special party that girls wait their whole childhoods for... Sergio took her out to what Carolina describes as a Mexican Applebee's for dinner. That was what she got for her 15th birthday. Fuck him. These are just the top layers of abuse that she faced. But things seemed to be turning around just after her 15th birthday because Sergio took her to Los Angeles to record her first single. Okay. And they did. They, they started making the single. They worked hours and hours in the studio. But Aline's mother was starting to get wary of Sergio at this point. And holy crap, the story starts to really parallel Dusty Button's story with the dancer Sage Humphreys at this point in this tale. Because the, I think Dusty's husband and Sergio have a lot in common. Um, 
the way that they control and manipulate. So much like Sage's parents from the Dusty series, if you recall, they had to come and steal her from the the performance space Mm -hmm. and drag her into a car. And that was when they banned Dusty and her husband from being in the theater. So God, yeah, because when you leave, you got to leave now. Yeah. You don't go back and get your clothes. Oh, we'll have a conversation. You you go. You, you get have, in the car. You have to take them sometimes. And so much like with Sage's parents, fun, like Sage's parents first approved of and were thankful for Dusty and Taylor Mitchell for taking their daughter in. Aline's mom first is like, OK, he's really paying attention and they really wants her to be a star. And then suddenly she's like, something's fucking wrong here. Yeah. And that's what Sage's parents felt like with with Sage at some point, even though Sage was technically an adult. She was 18. She's only a couple years older than fucking Aline. And they're just like, this couple's being really weird to our kid and she's acting weird and she's being kind of unhinged. And what's going on here? And so that Aline's mom is sort of like, what is fucking going on? Like, I think maybe I, it was even literally the Kinsanera thing being called off. She's like, some's fucked up here. Yeah. And while they're so while Aline is recording in Los Angeles, Aline's mother, who again's name is Josie, she realizes that her her she thought that she that her the stepfather got like the contact information from Sergio, and then she finds out that she, they don't have any information about where Aline is right now. The most she could figure out was the hotel where Sergio was staying, but she didn't get a a contact number, a room number for her daughter, flight information, anything. And so she finds the hotel where Sergio is and she gets the front desk to ring up to his room. And when she they call up to there, Aline answers the phone in Sergio's room. Uh Uh-uh. And she's like, oh, hell no. And Aline's like, no, 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 no. I'm just in here with Gloria and Mary. (laughs) I'm not saying here or anything. Sergio's doing business somewhere just in his room using blah, 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 blah. And, of course, that's not true. And Josie is about fed up at this point, and she flies to Los Angeles. She takes the next plane out. She's ready for Aline to be done with this. But being the coward that Sergio is, when he finds out that Aline's mom has shown up, he runs and hides and pretends he went back to Mexico for business. Fucking coward. Yeah. In reality, he's cowering in an apartment in L.A. trying to wait Aline's mother out. So he's fucking hiding. When she wouldn't leave, Sergio, quote, returns back from Mexico and tells her that they need more time to record Aline's single, that uh, that they just they're not done and Aline can't leave yet, that, you know, Aline's mom is like, I want her to come home. But Aline starts begging her. She's like, I've worked all ha- so hard for this mom. This is my big break. This is we're finally doing it. Like right. we have to finish this recording. Because if so, you leave now, then it's all for naught. Right. And so Josie's like, okay, I'm gonna let her stay here for another two weeks, but I'm staying <gasps> with her. Okay. So she stays for these two weeks. And during this time, Sergio manages to work his little magic on Aline's mom and starts to put her at ease and like charm her a little bit because obviously he has some capability of that. This is so scary because everybody's susceptible. I'm susceptible to charm. Yeah, absolutely. All of us. This is so scary. So Josie, after the two weeks, she has a job and a family. She has to go back to Mexico. She can't stay here any longer. But Sergio says... We have to actually still finish up a couple of things. And finally, Josie's like, okay, uh, 
I will let you stay to finish this. I'm going to go back. And Josie <gasps> says this is one of the things she regrets more than anything in oh her decision making. Oh, my God. Okay, because she just she got in there. Again, you got to leave because mm-hmm. these manipulators, they'll, they'll find a way to keep you there. Oh, yeah. Look how much fucking Taylor Mitchell is trying to re- to repaint every th- all of his crimes is like they're all crazy bitches. Yeah, and like, some people are gonna believe him. So because if people are capable of like extreme lying, it's really hard for people to look at that in the face and go like, "There's no way he would be saying all of this if it was a lie." Yeah, and people have passed the lie detector test. What mm-hmm. if they're psychotic? Yeah. So the song. That Alina was recording with Sergio was a love song that Sergio wrote for her called Hablando de Amor. Caroline says it's sappy and it sounds corny as fuck to me, but it's actually really sinister when you take into account this was a love song a man in his mid 30s wrote for a middle schooler. Finally, Sergio returned Aline to Mexico, but then immediately took her back to L.A. as if he was sort of testing her boundaries. Ooh, that's what they fucking do, Natalie. Mm-hmm. And that's why when I go on these little dates and if it's the first or second date and they're like, actually, can you make it 30 minutes later? Can you like they change where and when and wow? I'm just like, you know what? No, yeah, you're, no. Allowed. you're allowed to do that. And then scream at them. I know you're a, you're you're bringing thirteen year olds across the border. Pedophile. No, but um, people do that. Some, and if it's not for like work no, related, course, they're course. just like you know spazzed about it. It's different if it's somebody like, oh hey, by the way, I had this really weird thing with my car. Can we? I'm so sorry. Can we move it like thirty minutes? It's different than if That's they're just different. like, no, we're changing it. And then we're going. I don't know if I can make it, but I'll try and like maybe hit me up in like forty five minutes. And all exactly. Right like it's stuff yeah. like that that I'm like, you know what? You have a good night. Yeah. Bye. Oh, I agree. Block. For sure. They're testing your boundaries. But they're also probably, I when I was single and dating, like I was only on Tinder for a little bit before I, Henry and I started dating. And some of those guys are also just fucking pussies. And they get scared of meeting a girl in real life. Yeah. And they want you to cancel it because they can't even, they're too they get scared. chicken shit to even yep. cancel it themselves. I had a guy say that. We were talking for weeks and he's like, I'm too scared to meet up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said, bye. And I blocked him. OK, yeah. back to this shithouse. Anyway, back to this. So <laughs> so after Sergio has returned Aline back to Los Angeles and Josie's like at least somewhat appeased, she gets a call from Aline and she's hysterical from Los Angeles and saying she wants to come home right now. Um, I don't know, actually, if she had revealed to her mom the reason that this was happening, but it was because Sergio had locked her in a bathroom naked for days and forced her to sleep in a bathtub with no blankets or anything. She's 14. She's 15 now. Sorry, 15. Oh, my God. So she's but she's obviously very upset and her mom just runs to catch the next flight. When Josie gets to the recording studio, she first comes across Sergio, who again tries to run and hide from her and pretend like he didn't see her. Oh, I I have to hide. What a little... I want to, like... I want to kill him. Yeah. (laughs) So... Josie starts going on a mom rampage. She's, like, kicking doors down, like, where's Alina? Where's Alina? Asking for her daughter. And you know who helped aid Sergio in this moment? Mary and Gloria. Oh, God. They said, oh, Josie, I'm so sorry. You know what? Actually, this horrible thing. Sergio's father just died and he has to leave right now. It's a tragedy. And she's like, fuck. She's like, "Okay, yeah, sure. Whatever. Just get me Aline. I don't give a fuck. And so finally she finds Aline and Aline is definitely ready to go, despite the fact that Gloria and Mary are trying to convince them that she still needs to do her recording. 
uh, Josie basically tells them to go fuck themselves. She came at the right time because after that two weeks in the bathtub, she would have like been wanted to go home and he would have been like, here's a present. Yeah. Here's some roses. The love bombing again. The cycle. Totally. So they she she you know she gets her daughter and the next day they're about ready to go fly back out and she realizes that Sergio has Aline's passport because of course he does of course he does Josie's like fuck it we're just gonna figure it out we're gonna go to the Mexican embassy and we're gonna you know we're gonna try to go through that means and be like we we need to get out of the country please help us and then they're like well. I think there was something about like, well, Lean thinks that she can get her passport from the hotel and against her better judgment, Josie lets Aline go back up to the hotel room no! to get it and the rest of her belongings. This is like a drama, Natalie. Mm-hmm. This is a drama. And, you know, I don't blame Josie. She doesn't know what to She doesn't have like the a list of rules you're supposed to follow in this moment. Like, yeah. she's just like trying her best. And, and they don't know about cycles of abuse no. in this time and era. No. And so... In that brief period of time, when she goes up to the hotel room, Mary and Gloria manipulate her enough into wanting to stay again. Oh, my God. I could see them just knocking on the doors. Knock, knock, knock. Hey. Yeah. Hey, it's we got a warm bed up there. Oh, my God, baby. I, I love you. You're my best friend. I I just want this for you so badly. I want you to have this career. You're so pretty and young and mm-hmm. like, oh God, you're better than me. You're yeah. better than me. And I'm jealous of you. And they convinced her. And. <sighs> So God knows what they fucking they said to her, but she's a kid. And now she tells her mom she actually wants to stay. I don't care what your daughter says. You're leaving. You're the mom. It's hard, though, because in this moment, Josie's trapped. She, they're in a foreign country. She doesn't have her daughter's traveling papers. And they are with this guy and a famous pop singer. And she's just like, OK, uh, I'm she acts like she's going to play cool. She's like, I'm going to just. I'm going to go back, get my, I'm going to back to Mexico. I'm going to get my husband and we're going to deal with this the moment she gets back to Mexico. No. But like, I, I kind of understand. What is she going to do? Going to call American police? Yeah, I guess. But you, I would be scared, you know, yeah. if I was in her shoes. But um, still, that's your daughter. I know. But this, I think this is the best method she had, which was like, I'm going to gather my family. And they literally went and waited at the airport. So the... The only way that this would have not worked at all was if that Sergio decided to kidnap Aline fully. But he is with a famous woman now. So, like, they couldn't really do that. Like, Gloria's famous. They can't actually just completely steal a girl and, like, take her to another country at this point. So she's like, okay, I'm going back. I'm going. Don't worry. I love it, Aline. Sounds great. So she goes back. And this is a very familiar push and pull, of course, of a manipulated child or a young person. Aline knows things are wrong here, but the draw of being near these special people who then, like, tell her she's special and starts to allow the mind to draw conclusions. Like, maybe this is the cost of being a star, you know? Just gets past this hump. Right after this thing, it's going to get better. It's going to get better right after this, you know? And that was visible again with Sage and Dusty and her husband. Because if you'll recall, after Sage's parents took her back to her home state, she was like manically messaging with with Dusty and her husband and like being like, I love you so much and I can't believe they won't let me see you and all this stuff and like hysterical and like writing them like these like crazy songs. Because you're used to this cycle Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, the pain isn't coming. Mm -hmm. Where where's the pain? You know what I mean? And she's wrong here. Still in that mindset of being terrified that they're going to be mad at her. and They're not going to forgive her for this. And 
that is kind of what they, Sage's parents were dealing with. This is also what Aline is in the middle of, and her mom doesn't know how to process this. Like, now Aline's like, I have to be with them. I have to. And so, uh, and then Sage being 18, this was a tricky maneuver because she was technically an adult. With Aline, it's slightly easier just because you have a little bit of the law on your side because she's a minor. But until that is... Sergio pulls another trick out of his book at this point. So around this time that all of this is going down, Aline finds out about Mary and Sergio being married. Uh Uh-oh. Much like when Sage was ambushed at the theater, Aline's family is waiting at the airport to collect Aline and demand from Sergio her passport back. And they grab her because, I mean, what's he going to do in front of, like, the stepfather and stuff? Yeah. So – from there, they grab Aline, push her into the car, and she's sequestered in their home. They, they sequester her in their home. She's not even permitted to go to school until they figure something out. And much like Sage, Helene is hysterical, screaming, crying, insisting she's in love and she has to be with Sergio. And I guess uh, Maria and Gloria as well. I guess. Uh, um, her parents try everything, but they could they, – they, her parents try everything they can, but for days – She's hysterical. And just a couple of days into this, like, basically holding her hostage, Aline runs away from home in the middle of the night. She's used to it at this point. She's been groomed. She's indoctrinated. Again, terrified. Sergio's going to be mad at her and she's trying to fix it. And so she runs back to Sergio and she meets up with him where he is in hiding because of the interaction at the airport. And he's a fucking coward. And he's hiding in Pachuca. Hidalgo, which is Carolina's last name. Oh. Um, Pachuca is like a smaller city near near to Mexico City, and Hidalgo, Hidalgo is the uh, state. Mm-hmm. And here is where he pulls his legal rape card. Hey, baby, listen, the only way that our love can be completely fill, fulfilled is if we get married. Because, again, I'm not sugarcoating it. This is a way for adults to legally rape little kids is marriage. So he tells her, I love you too so much, baby, but we got to get married. Otherwise, we can't be together. So during this time in the luring her back phase, he's being very sweet and kind to her. And being 15, she thinks, oh, the marriage is what's going to make this better. Right. Like he's going to start being nice to me. If we just do this marriage. And keep in mind, she didn't have a quinceanera, so now she can have a wedding. Mm-hmm. And this is her time, like her day her big, that her she big never got. Wedding dress and yeah. And this is going to make him nice because he's being so nice to her now and he just always wanted to be in love with her and be married. This will help him. God, that quinceanera thing pissed me off. Yeah, it's Anyways, garbage. Yeah. Um, so I was sort of speculating about why he decided to marry her last episode. And it's actually really clear. He's trying to avoid facing charges. Yeah. I mean, this is what it boils down to. This is why a lot of pedophiles marry their children they rape. And sometimes the parents think it's for the best. It's just for the best because that's what it says. That that's what This mm-hmm. makes it worse. And now this is going to do it repeatedly and she can get pregnant and now she's stuck. And it's just like it's all to appease the pedophile. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. nothing to do with the victims, usually young girls. Mm-hmm. I guess like fuck young girls then. I mean, yes. <laughs> For sure. So Sergio comes to the family and because of religion and tradition and indoctrination, you know, like we just said, a lot of parents think it's better for the girl. She just gets married to the predator. Plus, it's tricky 
if their daughter is all in on it. So how do you stop it? I don't know. I would do it with every last breath in my chest. Yeah, it's your underage daughter. But I sort of get it. Not I don't approve of it. But Josie says that she will agree to let them get married if he leaves Aline alone for two whole weeks and she still wants to marry him. Josie feels like in this two weeks she is going to be able to, like, detach her from him. Yeah. But Sergio's already laid out the groundwork enough and and he's got Aline snowed. She's not going to back down. She wants this marriage. It, in reality, it probably would have taken a lot longer than two weeks to program her at this point. She has really been – it's two years of this, and yeah. he's really got her tangled. So they go forward with this wedding. Sergio wanted to do a quick ceremony at the courthouse, but Josie insists that they do a religious ceremony in a church. Yes. Why? That makes – I think for – okay, so for Sorry, me, I don't know. I'm, I don't – because she keeps being denied anything special. Oh, I see what you're saying. I yes. just want her to have like one special day. I get it. And not <laughs> a fucking courthouse. Yeah. Please let her put on a pretty dress and walk around. For the love of God, Sergio, why do you keep denying women any source of happiness? Because he, he does he Because he's a piece of fucking shit. He can't shit. cause happiness. He, he's un, un, Only incapable. Only pain and misery. Yeah. Everything he brings. Because yeah. he's a rotten shell of a human. Yes. Again, exactly. I'm angry. Of course. I'm glad you're angry. You should be at this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the reason that I got more like tr- triggered by the church thing is because I think in Josie's mind, doing it as a religious ceremony in a church makes it okay. May- oh, yeah. It's okay to rape children as long as it's like, like under the guise God. of God. Yeah. yeah. Great. So... It's a f- of course, all of this is a facade. He's not going to just be nice to her all of a sudden. Sergio must have somehow made some kind of quick divorce from Mary right before this. I'm not sure how divorce laws work in Mexico. But so Aline and his marriage is actually his third one. His first one, we don't talk about really. It result, but it was I just FYI, it resulted in a child who is the same age as Aline, by the way. So Sergio has a child that's Aline's age from mm. this first marriage. Okay. So at this time, Aline is looking forward to the wedding because, like you said, probably because she didn't get a quinceanera, she's like, I get to wear a fun dress and, like, people, like, give me, like, attention and are nice to me. And Sergio is in the phase of being nice in this cycle because he has to get this marriage done. Yeah. For him to, like, not be in trouble. So, yeah, he's a ni- he's nice guy, Sergio, right now. They even, like, took these premarital classes at the church that I know, like, a lot of Catholic churches do. You know what I'm talking about? Where, like, they have the couple come in and talk to the priest or whatever. You'd think the priest would be like, hey, um, you're, like, almost 40, huh? Is your your girlfriend? Maybe we should talk about that. But, no, they just give them advice right. about how, to like, he can keep raping her. Yeah, they probably love it. Yeah, they're like, yay, finally she's not going to be disgusting and alone and, and dirty. And she's going to be now a holy girl. I just – this makes me wish women didn't exist and men just had their own earth to just rape each other. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> just leave us Ugh. on our own planet It'd be so somewhere. sticky. Yes, everything it would. would be smelly. Yes, covered in flies, and they know how violent they are. That's why they, he chooses to be around young women. Yeah, yeah. So they got married on November 9th, nineteen ninety. Gloria and Mary were only at the ceremony for about fifteen minutes before they left to perform a concert. All right, and surprise. Nothing changed after their marriage. He now owns her. Yeah, it's worse now. Truly and completely owns her body and soul. He commands her to write, I must not lie to Sergio Andretti one million times. She tries. At 5,000, 
times, he allows her to stop. What a cool guy. Oh, but I bet her mind is like, but he didn't let me go yeah. a million. Five, five thousand is just a tiny little fraction of a, a million. Bit. He let me stop. The money other girls around them also does not change. Girls are being swapped in and out all the time. This is during the time when he has this big set of houses. So Aline, however, in this time is still slowly working on her career. She got signed with a label called Discos America and was tasked with recording a song called Chicas Feas, which is translated to ugly girls. Oh, Wowie zowie, I thought at first that Sergio wrote this for her specifically because he called her ugly all the time. Oh, But apparently, it's just a bunch of other adult songwriters with this music label gave a 15-year-old girl a song with the lyrics. When we get to the parties, no one turns us, no one turns to look at us. All the boys have a girlfriend. No one comes to invite us. And we sit well, always waiting for them to come closer. But the meetings were over. And as we enter, they return us. Ugly girls have hearts. We can all arouse an emotion. Ugly girls are also looking for a love, a sweet look of satisfaction. We are not chocolatas thrown in a drain. If we see a handsome boy, we also move the hips. And on and on. I hate this. It's a giant nag, and they're forced to sing it, and I bet they weren't ugly. It's a lean. This is a lean song. This is the first song that she gets with this label. So that is Aline's hit song. What a giant fuck you. Yeah. But you know what's so fucked is that, like, I guess in this time we just said fuck all of these girls and women because this wasn't even a song Sergio wrote. It was the record label. And I think maybe, like, Sergio, like, approved of it. I think maybe he, maybe he like, leaned them towards – because you know how, like, back in the day, like, record labels would just have, like, a catalog of songs they would hand over to, like, a singer and be like, this is the song you're going to sing. Oh, like, Hit Me Baby One More Time? Yes. I think TLC was supposed to sing that. There was – yeah. It's like there's all of those Britney and Sia songs and stuff that have all been, like, traded around among singers. So this was one of theirs. And maybe Sergio, like, leaned them towards her having this song. So – she was a given her song that would be popular, but it had to be a song where she was insulting herself. And Jesus fucking Christ, 15 year old girl having to sing the song. I, I can't. There's some of the performances are still uploaded onto YouTube. You can watch her do it. It's it's crazy. So she records the song and starts making the rounds. She's on shows and stuff. But during this time, she's being further isolated from everyone, including her parents. Sergio will not let them speak to her very often. This is a turning point for Aline because a guy like Sergio is never satisfied. And a guy like Sergio needs new 12-year-olds because he, that's the only people he can really manipulate to that level. So Aline begins to start the process that Glory... Gloria and Mary had partaken in for years now. Oh, it's just a cycle. So she begins to scout little girls. No! She found a little girl named Marlene. She heard herself doing the same thing she heard Gloria and Mary doing, assuring Marlene's mother that she would be in safe hands, singing the same sweet words that Gloria had sung to her own mother. And that was when the reality really began sinking in for Aline. She was in a prison, and she is about to go down the same path as Gloria and Mary. After Marlene, she starts refusing to find him talent. She still was submissive to him in every other way, but she somehow could, like, never figure out how to find the girls because she could not bear to do it. Yeah. So she'd just be like, I don't know. I can't find any. 
So shockingly, her song calling for all the ugly girls to join in wasn't a huge hit. Yeah, who's going to dance to that? I don't know. I guess it could have been like this big radical, you know, like Lady Gaga movement of like you would have to have been like the most incredible uprising star to make that work. But to be blunt, I don't think Aline was the right one to pull off this kind of stunt. Like, she's too sweet. Yeah, you would need to be like such a like wild personality to pull off a song where you're like, hey, you and me and all the ugly girls, come on, let's all sing together. Yeah, if like a sweet, you know, child was singing this, I want to be like, hey, honey, you're not ugly. Yeah. Come here. And how are you going to convince 14-year-old girls to sing a song being like, I'm ugly, yeah. (laughs) Look at me, I'm so gross. I wish a boy would kiss me. No. Um, so it didn't work. And plus, like, Aline is very slim and pretty. It's a weird, like, I don't understand what they were trying God, to do. All that abuse for a song that didn't even pop off? Yeah. Again, she didn't even get a quinceanera, Natalie. I know. I think she maybe she gave herself one later on. I right? hope so. I hope so, too. So Disco America ends up dropping her because the song's not doing that well. And at, at, like right after that, the whole company went bankrupt anyway. Another label wanted to pick her up and have somebody else produce for her who's not Sergio. And Sergio said no. Mm. He shot it down. And he basically owned her because he was his her father husband. So she was not permitted to take this offer. During this time, he was still withholding food and basic human needs from all of the girls, including his child bride. He was giving them about 150 pesos a week, which is the equivalent to less than $9 U.S. What? Aline and one of the other girls had actually got – they were forced at one point to go out and beg for change while this was all happening, once when she was doing the panhandling, she was recognized as the Chicas Fias girl while she was begging for change on the street. That's so embarrassing. Yeah. Aline's family doesn't know any of this is happening because, again, Sergio doesn't really give them contact. But it was here that Aline started to realize she needed out. She couldn't even move her career forward. The whole point of her doing all of this because Sergio wouldn't allow her to. He shot down her record le- deal. I hope she left immediately. So she approaches him and tells him she's done and she wants to go home to her family. No, you need to go. It's hard though. She's Send 15. Him, write him a letter and be like, I'm never seeing you again. I know it's easy to say it, but it's hard when she's, you're in that mental prison. Right. And honestly, her even approaching him saying she wanted to go home is a big deal. It seems that he is really so weak and pathetic. All it was, that it, all it took for her uh, to like for him to sulk away and hide because he pouted after she brought this up. Like he's so abusive, but it's when they push back at all, he's like, oh, but, uh, uh, and he just like went and hid and he was sulking away from her for some time after she says this. So she doesn't leave immediately, but that's very rare for somebody to leave an abusive relationship on the first try. Right. It's very rare. It takes like seven tries, right? It's. I think that's the average maybe. I, I don't remember what those stats come from. But on the rare occasion, Aline was permitted to see her family. She was accompanied by someone. So she was monitored even when she could see her parents in these rare occasions. So often it was Mary. And she would keep constant guard over Aline, making sure she didn't say anything to her parents. But on one of those visits, Josie knows something's really wrong. She's not like suddenly just like, okay, they got married in the church. Everything's fine. Like she knows it's still fucked up. Mm -hmm. And so she has an idea. She felt like it had come to her from the spirit realm. 
she wrote Alina a letter and she told her it was a message from her father, her father who had died, that he knew something was wrong and that he would protect her if she needed him to do that. And she hid the letter in her bag so Mary didn't see it happening. Mm. And Aline found this letter, thankfully, when nobody was looking, I guess. And um, it was that's a brilliant plan from Aline's mother because yeah. it offers two like different things, I think, that – it gives her a sense of like self-worth and like a sense of love from like a, a father figure, which she was wanted. Yeah. And also it gives her the special magical talisman. My Protection. dad's here. Yeah. Oftentimes people, the reason they don't leave these relationships is it's like, oh, well, I don't know where my abuse is coming from. Mm-hmm. At least here I know where my abuse is coming right. from. Out there, it's just like a big dark mystery. Totally. But now you have a protection from your father. Whoa. Yeah. So it, it gave her a sense of, of strength and bravery to, to think that he might be there. And so because, like most abuse situations, Aline's prison was way more of a mental one than anything. Sergio was and is a coward. Remember how he ran and hid from her mother? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Aline makes a plan. On there's a, a time Sergio goes out of town for business stuff all the time, and one of the times he's out of town near the end of 1991, she goes to the bathroom to shower and she makes a go bag. Good for her. She puts on clothes on and then over top puts on pajamas. She's Aline is never permitted to be alone. Um, so when he's gone, two of the other girls are required to sleep in the same bed with her to act as like prison guards. So she has all of this stuff on. She waits until they're de- everyone's dead, like deep sleep in the middle of the night. And she slowly creeps, wait, like keeps herself awake, slowly creeps to the closet where her bag is. She stole a hundred peso bill from Sergio's drawer and she makes her way down to a phone in the bot, like in the downstairs where she whispers to a cab company the address to be picked up. This takes all of 10 minutes, but she says that during that time, it's like one of the most terrifying times of her life. She is just like waiting for somebody to jump out at her. And it's really such a brave thing for a 15-year-old to pull off on her own. Yeah, I keep forgetting she's 15. Yeah. And and at this point, like her mom isn't helping her because she doesn't even know how to like really reach out to her and tell her stuff. And so this she's doing this all by herself. And as soon as that cab appeared in front of the house and she sits down in the back seat, she knew it was finally over. She arrives at her parents' house in the middle of the night. They had no idea she would be showing up. And for the first two days, she tells her mom that she was just visiting her because of how scared she was. And then on that third day, she finally broke down and told her everything and that she wasn't going back. Oh, good. Okay. So Sergio tries to get her back and begs her to come speak with him. Oh, because his ego is bruised. Yeah. So she agrees to go meet with him at a public diner. No! But Sorry. <laughs> I know, I know. But I this keep time, scared, Natalie. <laughs> I know, but this time it is actually her saying she's done. Okay. He tried all of it, all the tricks, sweetness, shaming, anger. She was done. And that, folks, is why guys like him are obsessed with this adolescent kind of girl. Because as soon as they grow up just a little bit, they realize what a huge piece of shit they truly are. Yeah. And it only took a lean to the age of 15. So you don't ever need to sweat over these random Twitter accounts saying shit like that because it's this person at the end of the line. 
Congratulations. Your prize at the end is fucking Sergio. If you really care about these kind of people's mental mental processes, it's because they have nothing to offer a human being. And so she made it to 15 and she's like, oh, I see you're manipulating me. I don't I'm good, sir. Thank you. And that was all of his power. That is all that he had over her. And I'm not saying it's that easy all the time, of course. Violence is a huge issue. It's not like the fact that she was able to do this is incredibly brave. And it's a lot harder than this a lot of the time. But at the end of the day, the kind of people who make you feel like this are doing it because they have nothing to offer you. And they need you to feel small. Right. So. Yeah, because I like making people feel good. Yeah. You know, I like to be a chill personality. I don't like to imagine being in the headspace saying you're a worthless person at a certain age. Age isn't something you can control. We all get older. So that's just, it automatically makes people feel crazy. Like, why would you do that? Because you're a piece of shit. Right. Because this is all you have. Yeah. It is the only power that you hold over anything. And it is the saddest amount of power you can imagine. So, um, and it doesn't mean anything. It's just these kind of guys, uh, they are really sad and broken. And like, I guess a lot of times their mom is helping them molest children. So that's cool. Um, Aline gets her divorce in 1992, but it wasn't until years later after processing everything that she's been through that she was ready to talk about what happened. Remember the journalist from the beginning of this episode who helped her write this book in 19- this was they, uh, the same guy who heard the little voice under the desk. That was her. Uh-huh. He and Aline crossed paths again in 1995, so years after she had left. She was like, that was me, bitch, under the desk. Well, it was like not funny, but they had they just started having a conversation because she was still working in music at this point on her own. And so like she's still around these journalists and stuff and they get to talking. And after they have some conversation, they realize that they were each the other person in the room that day. Because she didn't know him. She was under a fuck. She couldn't see anything. She was under the desk where he had forced her to sit. And he couldn't see her. And so after they were talking, they were like, wait a second. you That was us in the room? And from then on, they began to, to develop this book. It was released in 1998. And it began the sort of downfall, the sort of mm-hmm. downfall of Gloria and Sergio. But not just yet. Um, and before it, he was arrested really seems as though he his sadistic nature got even worse after Aline left him. Of course, because who's going to stop him? Nobody. So that's what's coming up in next week's episode. So this is Aline was able to free herself in 92, but she couldn't even come to grips with it for years. She had to go through a lot of therapy. And then towards this time that she's met this uh, journalist, they just start doing this book so it wasn't five years until five years after she left that she this book came out right and Sergio still has that other famous artist under his belt she has he has a bunch more we're gonna talk about those uh women who were girls at the time next week and how he continued to escalate his behavior after Aline left next episode but that's enough for me today Oh, my God. Well, I'm so glad she got out. It's just such a harrowing story of, like, we got to get out, and then we actually have to go back real quick to grab one thing. It's like a horror movie. It is, and that that's the reality of that situation. sucked in for another year. It really is. It, I, I know firsthand how hard it is to get away from something like that when your mind has been warped. Um, so, yes, I, I really admire her ability to get out of it at 15 years old. That's, like, a big fucking deal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, good for Aline. She continues to sing. Um, you can actually watch her speak quite a bit in the documentary that I had mentioned last week 
that is ripped from some British channel. She she is interviewed in it. If you want to see her and look at her and like hear her voice. Um, so yeah, that's that's it on Aline's story so far. She will come back again, of course, because mm-hmm. she's a big part in their eventual arrest. But uh, let's let's stop here so that I don't have to talk about this anymore today. Yeah. It's Friday. I'm gonna go sit. Lori Vallow was just convicted on all seven charges today. One good thing happened. She's right. never getting out of jail. Everybody who followed that case. And I'm going to go sit in, in the desert. Good for you. You deserve it. Thanks. We're Saucy Pert and Greasy. As always, I'm Natalie. Amber. I hope you're also greasy out there as well. And I believe that you are. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.